John Freer is based in Coromandel, where he's CFM local news reporter. Hi, John. Always lovely to catch up. Good morning, Catherine. Hope yes, it's a, a lovely summer day here too. That's good. I hope there have been plenty on them, of them. More on that in a moment. But uh, the saga around the future of the Cathedral Cove track just goes on and on, John. Yes, well, you guys have been covering this story pretty strongly too, Catherine. And uh, last week we had Doc come out with an announcement where they're hoping by September to be actually be come up with a plan for the future of the track, if there is a future for the track at all. And that, that's one of the concerning things about the announcement last week is that while they said they were planning for this, uh, they also put a subpart in there as well where they said, well, the, the track may not have a future. Now, what that has done is prompted a lot of local reaction. Um, people like Lee Hopper, who Hopper Developments, who's a major businessman in this part of the world, has come out just saying how important these types of things are to the business community. The Mercury Bay Business Association, they've got a chap, Ray Van Bainen, who's been very outspoken. Um, the other thing, too, is that I was a little surprised that we had two vis- two, uh, two of the ministers, the Minister for Conservation, Tama Potaka, and also the Minister for Tourism visit, that's Matt Ducey. Both of them have had a look and gone away to think about what the government can do. But Scott Simpson reacted very strongly after Doc's uh, decision last week used some pretty strong language around the lack of activity on Cathedral Cove. Uh, He's been aligning it to what happened with State Highway 25. Slight amusing part is that we went to the local Thames Coromandel District Council and asked for their reaction to Doc's announcement last week. And the release came back and said to us that if uh, we wanted a comment, then we should contact Doc. So I'm just wondering where that leaves us with the local council in regards to Cathedral Cove. Goodness, uh, and, and have you had any later update from Doc? Just the, the two messages, really, isn't it? Long time or no time? Yeah, well, the other thing is that they're, they're saying that they're going to consult with people. Now, they've been saying this all along. I think this is genuine. But what are they going to consult about? People want the track reopened. It's as simple as that. So what consultation is there that needs to happen? All right, let's talk about the summer and the much-needed return of tourists after that awful start to last year and all that had gone before it. Uh, How's the summer gone? Catherine, the summer's gone really well. Um, Some quite interesting changing trends this summer. We've seen a lot of people here on the Coromandel Peninsula and they seem to come a bit earlier. Normally people arrive sort of Boxing Day, they have their Christmas Day uh, festivities at home, But it was very evident this year, the two weeks prior to Christmas, we had a lot of visitors, batch owners uh, coming into the Coromandel Peninsula. Uh, No doubt that the opening of State Highway 25A was a game changer there. It gave people some surety that they could come down here, even if the weather did turn a bit foul. In terms of business activity, we've had mixed reactions. People have been doing a lot of shopping, uh, but it's going to be interesting just to see what the numbers look like when they are released, uh, hopefully early next month, because some shops are reporting, while there's been lots of browsing, there hasn't been a lot of spending. So, you know, I think that people have been really pleased. There's been a huge number of events. The communities around here have done amazing jobs. Uh, We capped it off over this weekend with Wings and Wheels and Thames and a new event called Bay Jam and Fidianga. So the communities have done their part, Catherine, in trying to attract people back. 
I think the only negative that uh, we could find was that over the New Year period, police said that while alcohol has been the major problem in the past, this year people have been misbehaving because of drugs, which is very concerning and quite sad. All right. You've got a great tale of survival to lift us, however. Yeah, when's the uh, movie or the TV documentary (laughs) or the novel coming out about this one? But, you know, where does the story come from? Will Franson falls off the back of his boat while he's tagging a a marlin. He gets picked up 24 hours later by three Auckland fishermen who just happened to come down for the day to try and catch a fish. Uh, He spends the 24 hours in the water, his boat, because the boat was in gear, and that's a, a lot of people didn't realize, Will actually had the boat in gear while he was tagging the Margin. So when he went over the side, the boat disappeared over the horizon, only to be found 10 days later at uh, Waihau Bay on East Cape. And, um, you know, the boat means a heck of a lot to Will. It's actually a boat that's got a lot of interest amongst Tyra residents because the former owners of the boat, Russell and Betty George, Russell actually built the boat in his driveway and it took him 13 years to actually do that. (laughs) So, you know, they've got this romance with the boat and now, you know, they're getting on in years, Russell and Betty, but they can't wait to see the boat return to Tyra. Oh, there's many stories of the boat in the driveway for 13 years. This one did set sail. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I think someone had had a bit of a go at it, had they not. It was in remarkable shape when it was found, but someone had been through it. Yeah, well, people at Waihau Bay actually saw the boat out behind the surf when it was sort of being pushed along by the winds and the tides. And uh, they watched it come ashore, and it did. It was in, was lucky. It came up on a gravel beach. It didn't come ashore in a, in a rocky area or anything like that. Uh, Will immediately raced down there, as did members of the Waihau Bay Sports Fishing Club. They were absolutely fantastic in terms of turning out to support Will in getting the boat to make sure it was stable. Unfortunately, and uh, the, the night that it happened to be up on the beach, uh, and they're understood to be local people, went in there and ransacked the boat. So it had survived the, the days at sea and all that, but unfortunately some uh, louts who thought that they had access to some sort of salvage rights went and stripped a lot of the gear out of the boat, stole things, uh, fishing lines and that sort of stuff, So that was the downside of the story. Now, uh, your mayor was in the news a heck of a lot, as we said, a year ago and beyond for all all the reasons I'm sure people would love to forget there, the the weather damage and the road closures and and everything else. Uh, Always came across as a very personable and energetic individual. Um, he's (laughs) He's got himself some headlines recently. I suspect this story divides people a bit, does it? Yeah, most definitely. Very divisive. And uh, when you ask people, this is the story where the mayor was responding to a group of people that had obviously been testing council staff for quite some time. But then the language that he used to sign that uh, email off, um, most of us would deem it to be inappropriate. Um, When you actually talk to people around, there is a mixture of those that support what he did and those that didn't. Uh, I think that there is a general feeling, though, that you can't condone the sort of language that the mayor used. Uh, What the council did, and I'd say that they were very clever, is that they deflected the attention away from the email, more highlighting some of the security risks that both councillors and staff have been facing in the Thames-Coromandel area. So, 
you know, it was, it was quite a good deflection in terms of that. But now we've got another issue, of course, is, you know, what are these security issues that staff are having to carry personal alarms and that sort of stuff, which has come out of the story. Now, I, I think there could be a bit more to this story. Um, everybody's gone pretty quiet, but I'm sure that uh, it hasn't gone away forever. John, thanks. Your time's always appreciated. John 